Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is Pat O. Pat O, how was your uh how was your weekend? It was all fucking over the place. It was good though. Um it was very busy. For starters, yeah. uh I watched the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix. Have you seen that? I have not, no. Do you have any desire to watch that? <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what it is. Oh, it's well it's uh, uh so Fear Street was a series of books that were were written by R.L. Stein. Um so you know Goosebumps, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So Goosebumps was kind of like geared toward it was like the I guess they're both YA series, but if if Goosebumps was like junior high, then Fear Street was more like high school age and okay. a, a, little, a little bit older, a little bit darker. And Netflix uh produced a trilogy of films based on the some of the Fear Street novels. Oh. And yeah, the the first film takes place in 1994. The second pl- uh, film takes place in 1978, I believe. And then the third film takes place in 1666. And there's a little bit of interweaving uh, between them, but mostly they're all three of them are period pieces, which is interesting uh, and kind of follow the tropes of the time. The first one is very Scream-like. Uh, the second one set in 1978. It's at a summer camp, so it's very Friday the 13th Part 3. And then the uh, 1666 one is basically The Witch. Um, but uh, overall pretty good. You know, they they they, they really kind of overuse period music, which <laughs> I don't mean like menstruation music. I mean like music of the time, you know what I mean? Where, okay. You know, like in the 1994 one, like they like – you know, someone gets in a fight and then like garbage plays, and by garbage I mean the band, not like you know, or like Nine Inch Nails or something like that. Like they they use a lot of needle drop stuff, or every time something happens, it's punctuated by like a, a, a top forty song starting, okay. which kind kind of gets annoying. But um, other than that, I thought it was it was pretty interesting. But yeah, it came out about a month ago, so the the film Twitter's been all abuzz with them. Uh, people's whether or not they like them or don't like them, and I thought they were pretty good. I give it a B plus. You know, have you read the books? No, God, no. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> no, I was aware of them as a kid, but I think by the time they came, they came out like in the mid nineties, and at that point, I was I was reading, uh, like Stephen King stuff or conspiracy books or whatever. I wasn't I wasn't interested in like you know babysitters club horror books or anything like that it's kind of what these were you know what i mean um but yeah so no i didn't read the books dug the movies watched them with my kid we both had nightmares after watching the first one though which i thought was totally crazy so it's weird well i mean it's what I, you know when you watch scary stuff i mean that's bound to happen but okay all right yeah yeah we oh. both woke up sunday night with nightmares like i woke up having a nightmare and then i heard him coming downstairs and i was like did you have a nightmare and he's like yeah like me too so very effective movie <laughs> but so that was that and then on sunday uh i had the script read through for uh a, a film that i'm going to be working on called torture the flesh which um is not on twitter but if you're on facebook please check it out because it's all over facebook torture the flesh it's being directed by my buddy Derek brash of Chibi's films. We've been friends for like 20 years now and we work on each other's movies a lot. This is going to be his fourth feature length film. So he's actually a, he's like a real filmmaker that like makes shit. Um, he does oh. a lot of, 
Yeah, he not like stuff, does he? Not not necessarily like me who just makes short films, but he makes like TV commercials and music videos. And this is going to be his fourth feature length film. Uh, it's bloody as fuck. We like I said, we did the script read through on Sunday, and um, I was I had read an earlier draft of it, and this was the my first time kind of hearing the the shooting script, and lots of girls getting fucked with knives. So if that's your oh. kink definitely stay tuned for this movie because blades do enter pussies uh repeatedly and uh it's gonna be gross as fuck and i'm really excited to be working on it so i, I really like the name it reminds me of like a uh it kind of reminds me of like uh like the guinea pig series actually that's just how the titles were torture the flesh torture the flesh yeah sounds like it sounds like it would fit right into a a guinea pig film have you seen those movies no what you never seen the guinea pig series <laughs> No, is it about like real guinea pigs or like? Oh my god, are you serious right guinea now? Pigs? You no. Oh my god, no. Guinea pig is like a um uh gosh. So it, well, the first two movies, I mean, they're like I guess the typical um typical uh, torture porn, and okay. uh, they have different um. I'm gonna look up the titles right now, but they have different um, you know, are they American? No, they're not. They're Japanese. And so um, they've got different themes behind them. So the first one is just like these dudes, you know, kidnap some lady and and they torture her to death pretty much. And, you know, that's all it is, is, you know, the whole time they're, you know, there's some eyeball stuff and they like make they like make her listen to like this really crazy loud noises and stuff on headphones for hours and hours. And, you know, they do all fucked up kinds of stuff. It's called Devil's Experiment is the first one. The second one. It's called Flower of Flesh and Blood. And that's when it kind of got, well, this one um, is what really kind of made it popular um, because Charlie Sheen had seen it. And basically that one is like this guy dressed up like a samurai. It's really weird. He's dressed up like a samurai. He injects this woman with like um, some type of drug that makes it so she can't feel pain. And then he starts like doing stuff to her and, you know, cutting off limbs and things like that. And, you know, eventually she dies. But um Anyway, Charlie Sheen had seen it. He freaked out, thought it was real and like <laughs> made a big call for like them to pull this and how it was just disgraceful. And, you know, like I said, it just got it kind of got really big then. Um, and then the and then the subsequent movies after that, more movies after that. Um, I don't really remember the other ones except for I remember um, Mermaid in a Manhole. And it's more of a, you know, the ones after the second movie are, they're like, I mean, they're still really gross and they've got a lot of body horror and stuff like that, um, but they're definitely more story driven. And so Mermaid in a Manhole is about this guy who is like in the sewer and he finds a mermaid like in the sewer and like he takes her home and like he's also an artist, but she's like really sickly and she's like got all these like big, like gross blistery things all over her body. So he's like using like her blood and like. The, this is really gross and like the pus coming out of these things to like paint a picture of her it's weird it's a weird movie <laughs> they're weird movies anyway um but yeah the, the like i said the titles it just sounds like something ripped straight from the guinea pig series and you're talking about knives fucking vaginas i mean that like a guinea pig-esque type i don't know you should ask him if that's where he gets inspiration from <laughs> I, yeah maybe yeah definitely <laughs> we <laughs> i uh i have the i've been lucky enough to uh get the job of script supervisor on this one which is uh, that's how i know derek loves me is because he gives me a job that requires me to be there on all days even the days that involve nudity or 
oh. knife fucking. And all I got to really do is just make sure that people say what's on the page. So it's like the These easiest. Are actual shit. knives going into vaginas, aren't they? I don't think so. I mean, you're there for it, so I don't. <laughs> well, how, so how it's working is we're shooting everything but the gore, um, which we, including the nudity, uh, in August and September, and then um, okay. we're gonna ta- we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come back in like November, December, and we're gonna shoot all the gore stuff. So that way, because there's some of the gore scenes aren't necessary for. Um, like the narrative for the, for the for the plot, you know what I mean? Like the killer just kills some random chicks that he picks up at the bar. So if if we get X amount of money, then we'll shoot like all ten gore scenes. But if we fall short of that, then we only really need to shoot six for the narrative. You know what I mean? And these other four kills are kind of like fluffer kills. Okay. So there, there, there's a little bit of an elasticity to to the shooting schedule, um, but all of the nine gore stuff which is just people talking which doesn't require special effects we're doing all that stuff first that way we'll have like you know footage for the trailer and everyone will be invested already and we're getting the nudity stuff out of the way because trauma's number one one of their number one rules of filmmaking is always shoot the nudity first because that way if someone doesn't want to do it you can replace them right away otherwise if you shoot all their other stuff and then their nudity if they decide they don't want to do the nudity at the end what are you going to do? You already shot all their yeah, other shit, true. right? So you make them take off their boobs on the first day and then take out their boobs on the first day. And that way, if they do it, cool, you're in for the rest of the movie. If you're not, well, now we know we need to get someone else in here ASAP. So I love trauma. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love so, you yeah. guys at trauma since apparently you listen to the show. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so that'll be, uh, that's, that's cool because I haven't like, you know, and I understand there was a pandemic and like everybody fucking slowed down. Yeah, but I I just feel like I haven't done the filmmaker. I, I made one short film in 2020, and I usually average like two to three. So like it's been a very um, it's it's been a very long time since I've gotten to exercise those muscles or kind of do that stuff. Sure, and it's nice to get back into it, and it's also nice because it's not my thing, right? Like I didn't write this. Like I'm not the writer. I'm not the director. Um, and it's good karma. Like if you help other people with their stuff, then, um, they'll help you with yours. And that's always the relationship that like me and Derek have had. We're like, we always help each other with our stuff, but it's just nice. Like this is good. This is going to take up like kind of a lot of time. This is gonna be like a big commitment for me. And it's all being put into someone else's project. While at the same time, like, you know, me being on set, you know, every weekend doing this stuff with him and like, seeing how it goes, it's going to kind of get me back into that mindset so that I can take all of those experiences, all of that stuff, and then put it into my own project later on. Sure. You know? Because that's yeah. how you learn to, like, do this stuff. Like, you just work on movie sets, and you're like, oh, this is how you make a movie, and then you go make your own. Well, yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, you know, and if they need any scenes where, like, somebody, maybe somebody's, like, listening to a podcast or something, I can think of a really good one that, that they should use. Um, you know. <laughs> well, they, they did. I was, I was, we were doing the script read through on Sunday and I, we were filling in for like random parts and there was one for the radio announcer. And I'm like, I got to have him do this. Oh, and <laughs> they just, I, I haven't, I haven't said anything about it yet, but there, we found out that Joe Estevez is going to be in it too. That's cool. So, so yeah. Um, uh, Milo Estevez, uh, Martin or Charlie no Martin Sheen's brother so Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen's uncle um 
So that'll be so weird. Char- Charlie Sheen twice in one conversation. I know. What do you talk about that guy? <laughs> right. He's like his ears must be ringing. So. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was this weekend. The other thing I did this weekend is I at least attempted to take like a social media break, which like, I mean, I don't know how you are, but like sometimes like Twitter and like Instagram and all that stuff, it becomes like Farmville, like one of those things that you have to check like every two hours. You know what I mean? Cause oh, yeah. You, and it's just it gets I get to the point where I'm like, I don't want to play this game anymore. This is stupid. I don't want to do this. And, um, like I actually, at, at, I couldn't do it all weekend cause I unfortunately had to work on Saturday, but, um, you know, actually just sitting down and like turning your cell phone off. And if, if I know this sounds weird, but like people out there think about the last time you had your cell phone turned off, probably been a very long time <laughs> or unless like the battery died or something. Right. And I just, I just say like, try it. It, it feels good. You can't even imagine how good it feels until you do it so i wholeheartedly encourage you to like do it like turn your cell phone off for a couple hours and like don't pick it up randomly and check it turn it off and uh i tried to do that as much this weekend i'm trying to like get back in that to where i don't always have it on and i'm not always like looking at it well that's my thing if i'm around other people i i don't look at my phone like i don't i don't owe anybody anything to look at my phone so like you know, I'll have people like obviously, like you should see my messages right now because I got so many goddamn unread messages, and and it's not like I don't appreciate you guys and I don't love you because I do, but you know the fact of the matter is is that I, I got a life, <laughs> and right. uh, you know I I I I will get back to you when I can, um, but you know for the most part, um, you know like I said when I'm around other people, I I'm not one of those people sitting around on my phone, like I don't I don't do that, like I try really hard not to do that. I'll, pro- I'll I'll like check it, especially because you know usually when I go out and socialize with my friend group, my kids away. So I mean I'll check it just to make sure that you know there's not an emergency, <laughs> you know, or something like that. But other than that, like I'm not sitting there on my phone. But I agree with you. I mean I also I, I kind of had a heavy a heavier weekend. Well, not a heavy weekend, just a, a very full weekend. Um, I, I saw a lot of people and it was good. It was a great thing for me. I needed to do that. Um, you know, Saturday I just kind of hopped around town and just you know visited people and. That was nice and then uh sunday sunday i went on a date with my best friend and we fucking went and we picked sunflowers and got ice cream it was amazing you know <laughs> and so and i didn't look at my phone not even once and it was it was great and then you know later on when i was you know kind of winding down for the night and i got back home then i could check my phone and see what i missed and it's always a shit show but no i agree with you I, you know i think that people need to be more present and you know i've always felt that way you know before i got you know, into social media, you know, doing what I do now, I wasn't a big phone person. Like I wasn't on my phone and stuff a lot just because again, it, it, you're not, you're not present. You're not in the moment. You can't really enjoy things to the, you know, the best of your ability. Um, but to the downside of that, um, I don't really, I don't take a lot of pictures and stuff either. And, you know, of like things that I'm doing, which I guess, you know, I don't know. Does that really matter? I, I guess I'd like to remember the things that I've done. Um, but on the extra downside of that, I'm also a 40 investigator and I miss out on a lot of weird shit that happens in my life. So I'll tell you a little bit about it. This, uh, I had a moment where I did not miss it this time. I recorded a UFO. What? I recorded a UFO. When did this happen? Mm-hmm. Why are you, why are you, why am I hearing this now? Because <laughs> you want sure my... 
I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing: is that I I see these things a lot, okay? And and you never know really what they are. Of course, you know. I mean, because most of the time it's nighttime; they just look like weird lights in the sky, but they move weird and they act weird. But with drones nowadays, those things kind of move weird and act weird too. So you never mm-hmm. really know what they are. But again, I see them a lot. I'm not surprised anymore when I see them. Um, however, this was Sunday evening and I had just um, left my house and it, it wasn't it wasn't night and I was dry. I was in my car driving, but I live in an apartment. I hadn't quite left left the complex yet. You know, I was still, you know, working my way out. But I see this this light and I don't know if it I don't know if it was two lights or if it was rotating or maybe even two lights rotating in the video it looks more like it's rotating but to the naked eye I really couldn't tell and um, but it was two white lights that were kind of going you know back and forth and back and forth however just based off of the lights alone and where they're placed and how they're placed it looked like a disc shape and it looked like the disc shape was not you know straight on it was angled and it's going through the air now again the first thing that i noticed about it was you know the lights with drones drones do have lights on them but typically i've seen a lot of drones you know in action and you know they're they're usually the same as like the airplane airplane lights are like red and green and whatever but it's mm-hmm. not making any noise and it's going fucking fast and so i pulled over now i did buy zoom lenses for my phone all right i i have uh, i have the iphone 11 pro i film on my phone um, it's, it's beautiful with that. And, uh, but I, I bought a couple of, of lenses and whatnot for it, you know, because I'm making a whole ass movie on just my phone. So, but I don't, I didn't have them with me, you know, I, you don't have them with you during those moments. Why would I, I was, I was leaving. I was going to go do something completely unrelated. So I didn't have them with me. And, uh, but I had my phone and, you know, I pulled it up and I started recording, but no, it was going very fast. And then I don't know where it just disappears. <laughs> so I was like, oh okay and like in the video i said that i'm gonna gonna go uh i'm gonna go chase it so i did i tried to drive around i tried to find it again i couldn't find it didn't find it but it's you know just it's not even 30 seconds of a video clip of of me uh seeing this ufo so that was pretty cool (laughs) yeah i'd have to say so (laughs) i'll send it to you um yeah are you gonna post it online or what have you thought about sending it to mufon or i don't uh i'm not somebody i mean i'm not gonna send it to mufon um because i can't I don't they're not good people um you know I can't I can't endorse MUFON um I'm I probably I might um I, I might post it online um this is gonna sound probably shitty to say on the air but uh I also might not post it online until I secure rights to it I know okay that, that sounds what, like, like a watermark on it or something or I'm not sure. Well, probably. I mean, maybe, you know, I don't think it would be anything big or anything like that. It's just that I don't want it to, I don't, I don't want it to be passed around the internet and people be like, oh, you know, this is mine or what have you. I don't know if I'm going to use it in the documentary yet. Um, You know, so that's okay. another, that's another issue that I have. Um, I have thought about in the meantime, posting it up because I'm getting ready, finally getting ready to open up a Patreon. We're going to talk about that, those things in a minute. Um, But I, I might post it there because i don't think they can i don't think it i think it's pretty secure i mean people could screen record it it wouldn't be totally safe but i think there would be pretty secure i don't know yet um but i do have it so it's um you know i i I have this but again me seeing these things in the sky it's that's not unusual um but it is nice that i finally did you know catch it 
So that was that was super exciting. Um, so that was one one part of my of my weekend. Um, another part, and, and and I'm ready. Oh my gosh, this is big. It's big news, guys. Uh, you're gonna be super excited. Um, the merch shop is open. We we now have on Wednesdays we talk weird merch. You can get the logo on a fanny pack if you want. <laughs> you can buy uh, just a t-shirt and you can wear it. Um, I I am currently working on different designs. You know, of course, Pat. Well, we can talk more. I've got other things in mind that I think you'll like. Um, I do have something that should be becoming available tonight. We're gonna have some novelty type shirts and things as well. Um, right now it's just the basic logo. So if you guys, you know, want to buy them, you should, you should definitely buy them. Um, the link is now, you know, in the description. So very easy to find. Um, but yeah. Right. Unfortunately, due to the, uh, laws of our society, you're required to wear clothes. And, um, if you're going to be required to wear clothes, we sell clothes for you to wear. Exactly. It's, we're, we're, fulfilling a need that we don't necessarily agree with right if it was up to me none of this stuff would exist anyway unfortunately it's not up to me so if you have to play ball and you got to live by the white man's rules you might as well wear one of our shirts while you're doing it right you might as well i mean you know what they're they're pretty cheap i price them so that i make virtually nothing so uh (laughs) and i make and i make less than that (laughs) so there's no no child supports being seized from the hoodie sales okay no (laughs) fucking come after on wednesday we talk weird i draw no income from the show yeah so there you do not subpoena my tax records no, and all my ass into family court for this shit. <laughs> I'm not getting paid from the fucking fanny packs. All right? Some of the stuff is super duper cool. Um, actually, I like I really like the tumblers that the tumbler glasses. Those are really they're like a pint glass. They're yeah. really, they're really fucking cool. Um, I I've I've definitely spent more money on our own merch, and I'm not even like like there's so much more that's going to be posted. Um, but. Yeah, I've I've spent way more money than I will probably ever make off of it. Um, <laughs> I'm getting a hoodie because, as we know, in the Midwest, we're heading into it, we're in the middle of a heat wave right now, so it's kind of ridiculous to think about it. But this is why you got to, you know, you think about it in advance. We're going to be hitting hoodie season in a couple months, and you're going to want you're going to want you're going to want a hoodie, and we yes. have hoodies for you to for you to drape over your body. You we know have everything I mean? pretty much. Um, I haven't. I don't think I've made any kids' clothes yet, but I guess I will. Um, you know, if you guys want that. But yeah, no, the merch the merch shop is officially open for business, so you can. Uh, How did they the find sh- it? Buy the shit. The, well, um, I told you already. The link is in the description, but I'll tell you okay. again. The link is into the in the description. It's the first. <laughs> link. It's the very first one. I'm gonna. It's gonna be the first link. So that's gonna right. happen. That's gonna be really neat. So anyway, so there's that. Um, and then, well, like I said, my, uh, Patreon's coming, of course, you know, Patreon exclusive things such as probably video. Well, for sure, videos of UFOs and stuff like that. I mean, that'll kind of be the thing I made this, this, this announcement and people, it, this, it, it got more attention than I thought. Um, you know, if you guys follow me on sh- social media, then you know that I'm writing a Mothman book and the book will be, will kind of go in tandem with the documentary. You don't need one to enjoy the other. Um, however, I just thought it would be a really good idea to go ahead and write one considering, uh, how much information is going to be in it. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but I can tell you, and I can promise you that it's something that has never been done before, believe it or not. 
um, there have been Mothman books, just not quite this type of, of book, uh, per se. So, um, I appreciate every single person that has sent all of their love and support and, and awesomeness. I have so many people that have sent me artwork for the cover. I don't know what, I don't know yet. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, that will probably go to my patrons. Actually, you guys will probably get to vote on the, on the book cover, most likely, um, I've had publishers come at me wanting to me to publish with them. Um, and, and again, I, I love it. I'm, I'm so excited that you guys are so excited. I didn't think it was that big of a deal to people. I didn't think that many people actually cared about what I did. I just thought people liked me for my boobs and you guys proved me wrong. So, <laughs> um, you know, good, good for you. Good for you, humanity. Um, but, <laughs> um, but no, I, I am, I'm shocked of how well it went. However, um, be patient with me. This isn't coming out in a month. I haven't even started writing it yet. Um, but, but it will be out next year. So, you know, not this year, next year. I'm not nice. going to make promises I can't keep. So, um, but it, it will be coming out. Of course, I'll post updates as, as I go. Um, and you know, there you go. You Another should thing. do Nano. You oh, should do ahead. Nano Remo with me this year. Uh, I'm not a writer, really, so I don't. Well, think then, the, I love how you went through that whole thing. <laughs> but I'm writing and, a book. And, I'm not. Really then, I'm not a writer, so uh, it's okay. Same, look, I'm not, it's just, it's the same thing. I can't act, right? And I don't know how to act, but I'm making a whole movie. But I'm making a documentary. You know, um, the book is is you know obviously it's what nonfiction, right? I don't even know the difference. Nonfiction, right? It's real stuff. Right. Great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, so I don't know. We'll talk about it. Um, but also, my last announcement, and then I have some, the news, not my news, but the news. Um, uh, so as I'm sure some of you know, uh, I host another podcast now, a Whisper to a Screen podcast with Brian Tremblay. Um, we have now started recording. We recorded our first episode, and that is going to come out this week. Um, it's actually about the Black Demon Shark. Um, which kind of goes hand in hand with the Megalodon talk, you know, um, but a little more centralized, a little more focused on a specific creature um, and its legends and whatnot. Um, so you can check that out on YouTube at a whisper to a scream podcast or, you know, the links also down in the description. It's not the first one, but the first one's the merch. You can click on the merch link and buy the merch. And then, you know, later on down the line, you can click on the other podcast and listen to it. Um, and we will also be recording our, uh, another episode of people who make stuff with our buddy Tobias Whalen. So, um, that should be coming out probably, I would say within the next two weeks for sure. Um, but we're recording that this week, uh, Pat and I, so lots of new stuff, lots of great things happening. And what is already out right now that our listeners can run to if they're so inclined? Oh, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, (laughs) You know, I know there's this one guy and uh, he decided to come out with a podcast about the show The Wire. Right. Episode two dropped on Monday. So it's available right now. Uh, You can check it out if you're so inclined. And uh, Vince and I are getting together on Saturday and we're recording the rest of the episodes for The Wire. Plus perhaps a holiday special. (laughs) <laughs> plus uh i don't know we'll see we're, we're leaving it at that we'll see how far we get on saturday but uh this is the, the one last thing that i wanted to talk about real quick because me and you have not talked about this starting august 1st i'm gonna have to be clean and sober for like two months Ooh, yeah so um that's up, that? uh, well I, let's just let's just say i'm studying for a test 
So uh, I need to kind of like we'll talk sh- about it. We'll yeah, we'll keep my shit clean. But you know, what? I mean, it's I've I've done a couple stints with twelve step programs sure. in the past. So like, it's not uh, completely foreign to me. But um, you know, I think it just it kind of ties back into the cell phone thing where it's like I'm just trying to uh, you know clean up a little bit and like that's that's the thing about people is that you know we're very we can transform or transform sometimes you have to take stock and you know let go of certain things pick up other things and just kind of rework you know how how you lived your life and that's okay right because i mean you and i threw down together like you know obviously i can i can party with the best of them not like a a fall down fucking drunk sure nothing happened like it's not like I, i didn't hit somebody or like anything crazy like that it's it's literally because i have a a a test that i'm studying for but um well on that note if anybody is looking to co-host a show um after august 1st (laughs) (laughs) i'm sober i've only i think i've only been fucked up on like two episodes i'm I'm, i am sober every single time we record the only time i was not was during our you know fuck it we'll do it high during our 420 episode that one and i want i think there was one other one where like i mistimed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we, I don't know what happened. Yeah, like, I think we recorded awesome. earlier. It was that off day? But like that was it. Other than that, like I've I've been doing this completely. So it's not going to affect this at all. Yeah. Not going to affect wired. So that's why like I'm trying to get everything in on Saturday, and then well, we're going to take a break with that for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll just be hopefully I'll have more energy to work on more creative stuff. Um, you know, because it's it's a choice. Like, am I going to get fucked up and watch this movie tonight and then go pass out on the couch, or am I going to? stay up till 2 a.m. trying to write or research something you know what i mean sure. it's sure. you have to make very um unfortunately what being an adult means is you have to make very serious decisions on how do you spend your time sure yeah and absolutely the more time you spend partying the less time you spend doing anything else you know so well in the meantime you guys can check out wired again the link is in the description it's not the first link the first link is to the merch so if you want to buy the merch <laughs> but it is down there so oh can we get wired merch absolutely put absolutely. that shit on a fucking t-shirt. i already told you if you got ideas please send, send them my way um you know and, and we can we can make it happen um and uh, you know it'll like i said there's gonna, it's gonna be fun there's gonna be lots of novelty stuff um you know if there's anything you guys want to see on a shirt it may be something you heard on the show or you know what have you you know send it over eventually i would like to start doing like cryptids and aliens and things like i would like to put them like you know maybe we would have like a special cryptid line and then we'd have like a special alien line or you know whatever conspiracy line or whatever we'll figure it out it would be its own beast but for now at minimum just go get the logo shirt i mean the logo is really cool it's got all that stuff on there it's got it's got a goat there's a ghost and a bigfoot and mouth moth man and aliens I just, you know go get that you'll have them all in one in one go and uh, you'll have a really cool shirt. So sure, yeah. Or, or the fanny pack, you know. And then take a picture. Take a picture. Send it to me. I'll I'll send it to everybody, and I will show them how great you look and and our and our wonderful merch. So take a pic. Somebody please buy the fanny pack and take a picture of you just wearing the fanny pack. <laughs> don't fucking tempt me. Somebody. I don't care who it is. Somebody buy the fanny pack and take a picture of just you. You just only wearing the fanny pack. I I I want to see this. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um. You ready to get into the the news? I only have one thing, but it's a big thing. Yeah, that's okay. It's a big one. What you got? So Dubois, you know about the Dubois, right? You know, you know that place. Yeah. Uh they have done something 
let me not start there. Let me start here. Remember the conspiracy theory? Well, or not remember, but, you know, people talk about it now. Where they talk about how uh, the government controls the weather system. Uh, yeah. You've heard this, right? I can't remember the actual name of the organization, but they, they say that they control the weather and all this and that and the other. Uh, Dubai has done this, actually. Okay. So Dubai was suffering uh, these insane temperatures, lots of, you know, hot, hot heat. And so what they did was they sent a couple of drones up to the clouds and they created, they, they stimulated the clouds somehow. I'm not sure. It sounds sexy. I'm not sure how they did it. But, uh, you know, the science and whatnot. And uh, they made it rain, basically. They um, made the clouds, you know, over over overreact and they had a torrential downpour, which they needed. Um, but obviously now, you know, things are kind of strong you know things are weird you know with that that's a you're walking a weird you know ethical line there and they don't really know how that's going to affect things in the future is this going to be the new thing are we going to use it now to put out forest fires and things like that i mean is this going to be bigger than what it is well i don't i think it's kind of been a thing for a little bit um i don't know because it's cloud seeding that's what a lot of that's what a lot of people think the chemtrails are it's they're they're uh like delivering like they're dropping silver iodine into the clouds and that is um that kind of acts as number one it acts as a uh protection from like uh uv rays number one and then also it's a way that they can they can instigate rainstorms now i don't think they can create rain out of nothing I might be completely wrong. I don't think so. Well, no, they're uh, just, they're making the clouds do what clouds do. It's just that they're, they're making it do, do it on their time. Yeah. Think of it as like, they have a 15% like adjustment, right? As far as like dispersing crop clouds or making them actually produce rain. Like you can't, they can't go from a, a you know, clear blue sky, sunny day, not a cloud in the sky. They can't manufacture shit into a torrential downpour like that, right? But if there's clouds already, they can kind of manipulate it a little bit and make it start raining. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of what, they, what they've what they done. Uh, well, but they use electricity to do it. Okay. From from my understanding. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it that way. I'm not a meteorologist. I don't know it works i just know that they're they're doing this you know and and you're probably right this probably isn't the first time that they've done this uh which is how they they knew you know they could do it you know however i mean you're kind at you know at that point you know are, are we now you know playing god in a way and you know what when do we stop how far do we take that i mean how long until you know a billionaire decides well i want to go on vacation in dubai and i don't want it to be scorching hot so i'm going to make it rain before i go i'm going to pay this amount of money to have them go make it rain before i go and then i'm going to go you know so that way it's cooler i mean you know what what effect does this have on the rest of the world and you know down the line you know is it really an itch that we should be scratching at all um well that's 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 really interesting that you bring that up um yeah, I mean, I think that I, I don't see it's a slippery slope. First of all, I mean, 
weather modification i mean bring it back to the rain dances with the native americans like we're always trying to get it to rain fucking farmers have been wishing for rain when they need it and, and hoping that it stops when they don't okay we have, we are we are tied to the weather on this planet and i'm sure before science there was all types of mysticism where people tried to influence the weather sure okay and um so it's something that, like, regardless of our effectiveness, I think mankind's been trying to fuck with the weather since day one, mm-hmm. all right? And now maybe we finally started to develop the science to where we can be a little bit more effective than rain dancing. Although, mm-hmm. who knows how effective that was? Maybe it actually worked. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, you know, governments doing it, like, I mean, who should have, who should have that authority? If we do develop the technology to influence the weather, who should then have access to that technology and what authority should they act on, right? right? Should it be left up to the president? I mean, that seems like a pretty fucking serious, um, you know, power to have. I mean, the president's the only one with the nuclear football. Shouldn't he be the only one to decide when to control the weather? Because um, it's going to set off a chain reaction. Then again, he's no he's no meteorologist or climatologist. Like he doesn't understand. Well, if you make it rain today, you're going to fuck up things tomorrow, right? You can't, there's, there's an ebb and flow to mother nature. And once you start screwing with things over here, it's going to affect things over here. Isn't the weather kind of global? So like, okay, let's say that I say that I'm going to control the weather and and we're in the middle of a heat wave in California and there's a, there's wildfires. I'm going to make it rain in California. Fine. But what if that in turn somehow fucks up, you know, the cloud, the, the stratosphere, and it screws up with something in China. Right. right. Or vice versa. They're controlling the weather over there, and it's fucking things up over here. So, like, I, I, it, it's, I, I don't think that it's compartmentalized enough for one nation to necessarily be able to have supreme control over it. Or maybe this is a battle that's been going on. Like, just in the, in the course of this conversation, I looked it up, and, um, you know, the, the United States and Canada – had a treaty in 1975 that they would share all discoveries made as far as weather modification goes, like scientific discoveries, okay? There's a UN treaty that goes back to 1977. Like, this has kind of been around. It's been an idea that people have had that we're going to be able to do this one day, right? That, like, we the, the science was there. We kind of understand. We can get up there now. We can fly around up there and fuck with shit. It's only a matter of time before we figure out how to make clouds or dissipate clouds or do whatever, Okay. So I almost wonder if if this is part of some bigger treaty that's already been signed or that there's some kind of understanding. Like you would hope that as far as like cloning goes, there's some type of UN mandate or UN consensus that everyone's come to when it comes to cloning, right? Or when, sure, it, com- when it comes to when things that affect the whole entire species, mm-hmm. right? Um, or maybe not. Maybe maybe the weather's all fucked up, and that's why you get all these billionaires trying to get off the planet, right? You're worried about a billionaire trying to make it rain in Dubai. I think they're more concerned with getting the fuck out of Dodge. Well, <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, yeah. maybe you know. I, I guess I don't know. You know, I'm just saying. I, I I don't I don't think we should I don't think we should be messing with that kind of stuff. But you know, that's just me. What what, what do you guys think about it? Um, let us know when you, when you see this post whatever post you came from on uh, whatever social media you, you hail from comment what you think 
Tell, tell us what you think. Should we be allowed to manipulate the weather? What do you think that something like this will lead to? Um, is it a good idea? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to vote no. <laughs> Even with all that, no. No, exactly. Because, I, you know, I don't know if Dubois consulted with anybody else. I think they just fucking did it. Nobody's been like, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah, weather patterns don't stop. Like, Gulf streams and jet streams and all that shit doesn't just stop at your borders. Right. So like if you, you know, because what happens if your neighbors really need that rain and you're stealing it from them because you're making it rain over you so that it cools down. Right. Meanwhile, the country next door is, you know, the crops are dying because you keep stealing all their fucking rain. I mean, that's the thing is like I, I'm not I'm not an expert on that shit, but I can imagine that it's a tricky fucking. It's a tricky uh, thing to get into. Like you said, slippery slope. And, you know, so we'll uh, we'll just I guess we'll see how this plays out if it continues to be a thing. But now it's uh it's here i mean they did it so we'll see yeah. what happens you know that and that's what they say they really don't know how it's gonna affect things so maybe it doesn't affect it at all you know we'll see um but you know that's uh interesting you know, there was a story in the news about five years ago maybe it was a little bit longer than that where chile got hit by a fucking earthquake and the the chilean president got on the media like the the, the national news and blamed america for causing the earthquake Oh, do you ever hear about? This? No, yeah, I don't know anything it, it about that. Nuts! And he he was this guy. I mean, Chile kind of sounds like oh, one one of those South American countries. Like there was all kinds of crazy shit that was going on down there. Um, where I think they had like you know they're they're one of those countries that I think has like where the where the government owns all the natural resources like the oil. Yeah, and, like it's it's a government run oil agency, and they were kind of taking all the money. And uh, I I don't know. I'm no geo you know geopolitics uh fucking major but look into that I, I i would say look into that too because he came out and, and and made some very very public allegations about the united states being able to uh control earthquakes and start earthquakes with satellites and shit and everyone was just kind of like what <laughs> i will look into this i'm yeah. very curious about that i i'm you know, who, yeah. is, it, is it bullshit? I mean, yeah, probably. But, you know, I'm the president of Chile. It wasn't like just some random fucking asshole. Like, it was like, whoa. But at the same time, it's, it's a country that's firm. It might have been Argentina. It was Chile. I mean, have you seen some of the politicians here and all the crazy shit that they spew? Right, um, right, right, right. Especially within the last year, you know. So, I mean, I, you know, they're, they're people, too. But I am I am very curious. I definitely want to look into that. Maybe we can revisit that next week after, you know. Just to kind of, because I kind of want to see what happens with this rain situation, if, if anything happens. I mean, do they go back to just being hot? I mean, what, you know, are they going to do it again? I don't know. So, well, are, are you guys in the middle of a heat wave too? Yeah. I know we are in Chicago. I'm pretty least. sure we are. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't watch the fucking news. It's no, hot out. You were outside in the fucking pool today, like. Because, because it was hot. So, sure, it's a heat wave. I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> i don't sure yes <laughs> i'm just gonna say yeah i think so i know you guys are so we probably are too okay. um so i'm just gonna say yes but anyway right. that's uh that's what i have for the for the news this week so last week we discussed um kinks and uh and fetishes mm-hmm. and you know i just wanted to get you guys worked up you know and excited just to bring you crashing back down because this week as you already know from the title we're going to be talking about a little famous fellow by the name of armin mavis and the, the butcher of rotenberg yeah yeah he's um 
I kind of like the guy. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like the guy. And that's, that sounds weird. But, you know, once you listen to, you know, the, the whole thing, um, you know, I don't think you're going to think he's so bad. I don't think he's so bad. Um, so. Well, we'll, we'll get to that, I guess. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. So back in 2001, when the Internet did not have very many restrictions, Armin Mivas went onto a website, uh, uh, a forum known as the Cannibal Cafe, which was a forum that was for people who fetishized cannibalism. Now, I know on the forum they had some type of disclosure that uh, said something about if you can't differentiate between fantasy and reality, then you probably shouldn't be here and, and whatnot. Um, but he he went on there and he posted an ad um, that he was looking for. Basically, he was looking for a, a you know decently fit male between the ages of I think it was eighteen and twenty five or something like that. Pretty young male um, that that was willing to be murdered and willing to be cannibalized. And uh, he was fucking serious. <laughs> he wanted this to happen. He was very serious. And uh, several people answered answered his ad actually uh, more than that actually i think I, I i think i think i couldn't confirm this i tried but i think at one point in my life because I've, I've read about this case multiple times like i said it's it's you know one of my weirdly one of my favorites if you can have a favorite um i think that i read that like over 100 people had responded to his ad now most of them were just people that that thought he was role-playing you know they're like oh yeah cannibalize me daddy and uh or whatever and um and then, but one guy, uh, uh, actually one guy showed up, um, or he was, they, they made plans for this and the guy bailed. Um, but then came along, uh, burnt, burned Brandis. I can't say his name. Burned, <laughs> burned. <laughs> I'm going to call him Brandis. Uh, burnt Brandis came along and, uh, said, Hey, yeah, I'll do it. So. The long and short, I'm going to tell you the long and short, I'm going to tell you all the way through, and then we'll kind of get into the more details and interesting stuff. Um, uh, Brandis and, and, and Mivis uh, met up, and they uh, ended up, you know, they, they were at Armin's house, and things kind of started going underway. So, uh, Br- Brandis had suggested that Marvin, Marvin, uh, Armin, <laughs> Armin Mivis, um, that Armin bite off his penis. And, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm down. So he tried, he tried to bite this guy's penis off and it didn't work because penises are, well, they're hard and (laughs) it didn't work. So they cut it off and, uh, Branda said, Hey, let's eat it together. They tried to eat it raw, but you know, again, hard penis couldn't do it. So, um, my, ended up cooking it and, uh, in the process of cooking it, he, he burnt it. So they couldn't eat it then because it didn't taste very good. Um, they fed it to the dog. Uh, then, Brandis went and laid down in the bathtub and, you know, his plan was just to bleed to death. He had taken like 15 sleeping pills or something before any of this had even happened. Um, and so while they were waiting for him to bleed to death, uh, Armin Mivas sat down and, and read a Star Trek book. And uh, about three hours had passed and he noticed that Brandis wasn't Cause, dead yet. Because Star Trek people are fucking weird. <laughs> Never confu- never confuse Star Trek with Star Wars. It's, oh, wait, a, it's wait, wait. a vast difference between the two. <laughs> and uh, that that was the least surprising part of the story, and I'll let you continue on. Yeah, look, we'll, we'll get to that. Like I said, we'll get to the details. Uh, this is just to let people know what the fuck you're getting into. Um, 
So anyway, so then, you know, he read as he was reading Star Trek book and about three hours had passed. He went and checked on him. He was still alive. And um, so Marvin then, or I keep calling him Marvin, Armin Mivis, Mivis. I need to pick one. It's either Mivis or Armin. Uh, Mivis then said some sweet nothings to Brandis and then he stabbed him in the neck and he died. And then he got to butchering and he went and butchered up his body like he would any any other animal for the most part and ate his body over the course of the year so that's that's most of it that's you know again we're gonna so we're gonna start from the beginning um pat would you like to start from the beginning maybe talk about the cannibal cafe a little bit i don't know if you know anything i don't know what you know i guess i mean i watched uh, the interview there's a really good interview with this guy on uh it's hilarious. YouTube. Well, I don't know if I would use that adjective to describe it, but uh, it's it's very thorough. I mean, I felt like I, I think you know I, I read the Wikipedia page. Let me let me exp- explain my investigative process to okay. listeners at home. Uh, I start out on Wikipedia, and then sometimes I go from there, and sometimes I don't. And uh, luckily, you know, it was funny because I started watching that documentary. And then I had to stop because I had to go do stuff. I got about like a third of the way in. And then you texted me the link to it. We're like, oh, my God, you got to watch this interview. And um, it's it's. I feel like after watching that, I felt like I don't know how much more in-depth I need to go in this case. Number one, sure. because the 45-minute, the it's like German, it's like the German news station, like just sat down and had an interview with this guy. And this guy's still alive. And he's coherent and normal. He's not like a crazy Charles Manson person in jail with a swastika carved in his head, although how I put would that be? Um, so it, it, you're able to talk to him and you're able to get his uh, perception of events and he's able to talk about his childhood. He's very about open. His, yeah, he is very, very open. And um, so I felt with those two things, I felt like I had a pretty good grasp on what was going down with this story. Oh, good. I got a big whammy for you. And I'm, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it to and, the end. And I also felt incredibly fucking dirty. Um, this whole, like researching yeah. this like topic was like, was like the movie eight millimeter. Have you ever seen the movie eight millimeter? No. Where, like, we're like Nicholas Cage. It's by the guy that wrote seven. And, uh, and I, it was a big, like the kids I knew in high school that were all fucking dark. were like into this movie and basic, it was like Joaquin Phoenix, one of his first roles too. And Nicholas Cage is hired by somebody to, um, investigate like a snuff film. And this old guy comes across a snuff film and wants to know if it's real and if the girl in it is alive or dead or whatever. And Nicolas Cage goes into this deep, like dark underworld of people that are into like torture porn and like crazy shit. And he, he kind of befriends Joaquin Phoenix, who plays uh, someone that works. Good. It so sounds like, like it's good. Is it good? Is it a good movie? <laughs> it's, it's, it's all about how like, you know, Joaquin has this, Joaquin Phoenix has this line about how if you stare long enough into the abyss, like the abyss doesn't change, you do. And like like researching this topic, like I just didn't want to hear it anymore. I was like, fuck. Because like it's it's so I have a lot of different opinions about this case. And it was I'm glad we researched it though, because it really does I at least drew a lot of connections with last week's conversation about kinks and fetishes because one of the interesting things about german law is that uh this guy was 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 prosecuted twice for this crime 
because he, he they did it the first time and they kind of wrote it off as insanity and he got it whatever well it was, was manslaughter the, the first time yeah and then they did it the second time and uh it was murder and now he's away for life and the distinction between the two was that um they felt that he committed he he participated in this act um due to uh, as a way to get sexual gratification and because of that they felt that that really needed to be the forefront of the prosecution's case even though the the man that died and i hesitate calling him a victim but the man that died fully gave his consent and here's the crazy thing about it is that not just fully gave his consent because i'm gonna i'm gonna share some other examples of, of kind of similar cases later on but he videotaped the entire thing and right. he, he wasn't just consenting to it he was actively engaging it was his idea to bite the penis off and then it was his idea to cut it off it was his idea to eat it like and so you're right calling him a victim uh would really you know do this a disservice because the man was 100 percent willing to do it he could have left at any time Right. Well, you know, this is interesting because part of, and this is, this is a point that you echoed last week is that, you know, the importance of consent Mm -hmm. and this kind of idea that we operate under is that everything is permissible as long as there's consent. Right. And this case, as far as German law goes, um, the fact that this man is now serving a life sentence on a second trial which obviously German laws are structured different than ours, which goes to show you that that's not the case, that that there is a higher law than just what you can get somebody to agree to. Right. right? That there's, there's, there's a higher, there's a higher standard that we should set our actions to than that. And that's very interesting to consider in the realm of like kinks and fetishes and stuff, but also this case. Mm-hmm. So um, what I thought was interesting about this and it, you, you had brought up, um, what was the guy's name? The 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 Japanese guy. The C. Oh, uh, I, I think it's. I think you say it. I think it's. Uh, I think it's. A, I think it's S. E. Sagawa. I think. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Eventually, I would like to do a whole episode on that guy. Right. So, so real, real. This this is another famous cannibal that that served his time, mm-hmm. and then, uh, and then he's free. He, 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 he brought up on another show too. But yeah, served his time and then got out and, and, and whatever. But in both cases, um, these guys express regret for kind of what they did. And I think that it's interesting is that, you know, we're kind of taught that people's kinks are their own and that regardless of what they are, as long as there's a consenting partner, that there shouldn't be any kind of, you know, disparagement put upon them. I mean, I would... No, I would say that the Japanese guy did not regret what, as a matter of fact, he said that he would eat people again. He went on to do porn depicting the events that, that he partook in. Like, he did not regret. No, the article I read said that he had come to regret it later on in life. Maybe not mm. immediately or whatever, but he had, he had expressed regret for what he did. And uh, he also said that, you know, he regrets after the fact for his obsession. And oh, I yeah. think that's that's kind of what's interesting here is that both – uh, you know, you're just taking him out of the equation and just sticking with uh, Armin. Yeah. Like he had an obsession with this idea, and his 
the fact that he just kind of obsessing over and obsessing over and obsessing over it, he finally got himself so worked up that he let it, he, 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 he carried through with it. And on the other end of the equation, you have this other guy who is obsessed with being devoured. Right. And it's why this whole ridiculous situation played out. And, you know, I think that, you know, like I said, there's this kind of idea put forth that people's kinks are their own. And as long as there's consent, it's no big deal. But we're, we're seeing that, like, maybe that's not the case. And maybe some of these things, like we talked last week about self-destruction and how sometimes man's self-destructive nature is tied in with, with how they express themselves sexually mm-hmm. and in the form of, like, people that are bug hunters and stuff like that. And that was obviously, you know, the, vic- the, the person that was eaten here, that was their situation, was that right. they they wanted to see themselves destroyed and they went about it in this way. Some people would go about it with trying to catch a, a fucking disease or something. And this is how this guy expressed his self-destructive nature. Right. Um, and that's not healthy and that's not right. And you could say, Oh, what well, was his choice? And if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. But okay, well maybe it should, at some point, should we step in and try to get him help? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, obviously, you know, that, that ship sailed when he went for it, you know, and, uh, you know, that's the thing. I mean, gosh, if your kink is, is being eaten, um, you know, it's a one and done deal. So, like, if it didn't, you know, you ever, like, build yourself up to, like, sleep in with somebody and you're like, this is going to be great. It's going to be great. And then you sleep with them and it's not that good. And you're like, well, maybe next time. It, you're not going to get that with the, you know, cannibalism. <laughs> It's, right you know. i know i mean i but but here here's the i think that that's that's a great explanation to, to bring up great comparison to bring up because most people it's relative relatively vanilla most people have been in that situation where there, sure. there's an object of their uh affection attention and they hyper focus on it and they obsess on it and they you know they compulsively act towards getting achieving that goal and then when they get the goal like uh there's there's you know the disappointment and stuff although i've had times when it wasn't disappointing at all but that's conversation oh, right. it's not always disappointing but I mean, my, but my point is though is that like you know it, and it could in that completely van, vanilla situation in that completely vanilla scenario where it's just somebody at work that you're obsessing over right couldn't you not fuck them couldn't you not obsess over them like granted maybe you would you would need to like seriously stop and think about what you're doing and change railroad tracks and and go over here instead of over there it takes good effort right i mean right but the thing is it's possible and you'll still achieve gratification again right? right in this case they're saying no 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 you don't understand this is just part of who i am this is the way i'm wired i'm wired to be a cannibal and if I find a consenting partner, why should you stand in the way of us, of us fulfilling who we are? You know what I mean? Like, I think that sometimes we need to honestly look at some of these kinks and fetishes and realize that they're like, they're, ab, it's, they're product of abnormal, abnormality. Like this guy had a terrible childhood and they document that in the, in the YouTube video about what kind of led him down this path. Mm-hmm. And granted, not everybody that, that has that, it's not that he had that traumatic of a childhood it's you know pretty normal for you know today's standard product really. of fucking divorce like right please but like whatever you know hey right. his, his his burns are his own um he was very lonely right he ended up being he was a very lonely individual in general uh, armin that is right um was a very lonely individual and uh you know he said that also uh hansel and gretel was an inspiration for <laughs> the story of, of hansel and gretel <laughs> was an inspiration for for this and 
you know, and then so he took something like Hansel and Gretel, okay, uh, eating people, right? And then he took something else, the this this horrible, sad loneliness, and he put it together and created his own kind of monster and was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. But, but he, you know what, it, listen, <laughs> listen, if you have a very strong desire to meet, to, to I'm sorry, to eat people, okay, if, if that is your thing, which I don't, I don't, it could be if you're listening to this. Um, first of all, get help. Something else is going on there. It's deeper than that. However, if, if you absolutely have to do it, um, at least like be polite and like ask, don't just like go kill somebody, you know, That's <laughs> which he didn't, you know, he was, he found somebody that was, that was consenting. He was killing, killing two birds with one stone. He was, he was itching his own scratch and somebody else's. So I don't think the guy should be in prison for the rest of his life. I think they were both mentally mm-hmm. ill. And that, you know, you're just going to punish the survivor. But I think they, they both could have this, you know, if, if mental health care was where it should be, you know, hopefully there's, well, both of them could have potentially been saved. From this. Could have been I mean, saved, this, right. Yeah, this was, I mean, this was a compulsion that they had. And, you know, it, it's interesting that you talk about, you know, one of, like, the jokes is, like, Tiger Woods, right? And, like, he tried to act like he was a sex addict because he got caught cheating. And, like, everyone kind of had a little bit of a laugh at that. But, like, once again, when we talk about these obsessions with people and, like, you know, I would do anything to sleep with this person because I'm so hyper fixated on them, you know, that, like, it doesn't matter what it's going to cost me. It doesn't matter what damage I'm going to do to every other part of my life to get with this person. I need to get with this person. And you know van- relatively vanilla people have that drive where they're well, where their brains get rewired for different things i mean you know i'm 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 a smoker right and so you know my my drive to smoke cigarettes outweighs the fact that it's extremely unhealthy for me to do i just simply don't care i'm still going to smoke you know so i mean and everybody's got something different i mean gosh think about it think think about your favorite you know burger joint or whatever and you want to eat that cheeseburger man you can't wait to eat that cheeseburger and and you're going to uh what you're going to do is even though it's going to take a little bit of extra time maybe it's 45 minutes away you're going to drive 45 minutes away to go have that burger nothing's going to stop you from doing it it's kind of a fucked up analogy actually (laughs) i didn't realize (laughs) well sorry about that um but you know everybody's got that you know once you get you get focused on something that you want bad enough yeah you know then you got the drive to to get it and you know kind of everything else pales in comparison and i I think what makes people get like like his explanation for why his fixation was cannibalism was it was trauma-based he had trauma in his childhood that kind of led him in this direction right and that's something that i think that you know, it, it, we talked about last week with why some people are, are masochistic or why people are sadistic. Some people are masochistic because of trauma in their past where they learned disassociation and that's a way that they just deal with things. And, you know, I think it's interesting that the more you look at some of the, like, I, and this is, this is why people, I don't know if you know this, but there's a, there's a big, like, I don't want to say movement, but a lot of, a lot of kinksters really fucking hate Dr. Drew. And the reason they hate him is for what I'm about to say right fucking now is that there's a lot of correlation between people that are into kink and alternative lifestyles and people that have experienced trauma in the past. Mm-hmm. And instead of dealing with the trauma in the past, they choose to just continue living in these like the kink lifestyle instead of dealing with the trauma and potentially having more straightforward vanilla relationships. 
but they see conforming to that vanilla norm as being like accepting defeat and like kind of like giving up a sense of identity that they have. They don't want to do that. So they just revel in the whatever and ignore the trauma and let it continue to, but it still haunts them and they still have fucked up relationships. Right. And a lot of people that are kinksters don't like hearing that, like, you know, hearing that because some of them honestly don't have fucked up childhoods they're legitimately just into what they're into and that doesn't even apply to them at all but some of them it does apply to them and no one likes getting called on the bullshit so you know dr drew isn't necessarily very popular with the kinksters but i kind of believe it and when you look at this case i think this is like a perfect example of like this sexual kink that he was into even and even though he had consent it it, it was trauma-based it was something that should have been put a stop to before it could get this far. Um, there was a victim here. There is somebody that's dead now. And there is a man that's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't I mean, it, it kind of goes back to, like, the Kevorkian thing, too, you know. And physician-assisted suicide. Should euthanasia be something that we allow yeah. people to go through with? Or not, you know. So, well, so I'll, let me let me stop you for a second because, you know, speaking as a, you know, a trauma person uh, <laughs> who seems to have a new trauma every year, at least, um, you know, I, I, I do understand what you're saying, um, but I definitely I have to disagree with, with a lot of what you're saying, because I know that, like, I'm not somebody that has regular vanilla sex or regular vanilla relationships or, you know, any of that. And, you know, it's just because I'm simply not interested in doing those things because I've already lived a different life and I enjoy that life and I'm okay to enjoy that life. I also understand and recognize that the reason why I've even been exposed to that kind of life is because of my trauma. But the way that I see it is not that it's because I'm not dealing with my things. It's because that's how I'm coping with it. That those are, those are my coping mechanisms. And since I was able to have a normal, not a normal life, since I was able to have a life that I enjoy living, but also, you know, and, you know, have this other, you know, do these relationships the way that I do or whatever it is that I do. Um, as long as I'm coping with it in a healthy way for me, then I don't see a reason to change it. Now, I would never go as far as to, you know, kill and cannibalize somebody. I, you know, obviously, <laughs> when when you get to that point, you know, there's there's a lot that you need to, you know, figure out. Um, but, like, I agree with things like physician-assisted suicide. You know, I've been faced with my own death before, and, and I just told everybody, you know, everybody that, listen, if I want to, if that's the way I want to go, that's the way I want to go, that's me. It's my life. Um, you know, but granted from the other side of it it's that you know other people have to then continue to live without you you know you don't have to live without you so it is very selfish um you know but there are two sides to that story um but you know just again with this i I don't see i don't why is it a problem there's almost eight billion people on the planet why can't we have people wanting to cannibalize people and people wanting to die and they fucking meet together and you know how much crime we could avoid by <laughs> by letting that happen? I'm serious. What's the what's the issue? I mean, why wouldn't we why shouldn't we be allowed to do something like that? Have some type of program in place for things like that. You know, it's it, it's interesting that he didn't 
he didn't start to face life in jail until they they realized that he got sexual pleasure from it. That that's kind of crazy too. It's like when they realized that like he was mentally both parties were mentally ill, and this was something that 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 transpired between two high functioning mentally ill members of society they were kind of okay with like writing one guy's off one you know okay so this guy died he was fucking batshit crazy anyway and this guy survived but he doesn't seem to be uh, a threat to anyone and he's mentally ill and we'll put him in insane asylum and he'll figure his shit out or he won't but it wasn't until they realized no this was like a kink scenario and he derived sexual pleasure from it therefore he could try to do it again one day. Mm-hmm. That's when they decided to lock him up for the rest of his life. Well, and and the general community was pissed as well. So that, yeah, I mean, they decided to go ahead and 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 you know make an example out of him and be like, this isn't okay. We don't accept this. But that's like the same thing as like, I don't know, you know, say that your favorite ice cream flavor is chocolate. Oh my god, why do I keep making food analogies? because um, <laughs> it's about motherfuckers eating each other <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not scratching my head at that one okay well let's say your favorite ice cream flavor is chocolate and the rest of the world disagrees that your favorite ice cream flavor is chocolate and it doesn't affect them if you eat it right it doesn't hurt them at all that you, you eat chocolate ice cream but they're going to make chocolate ice cream illegal now they're just not having it like that shouldn't that sounds ridiculous right doesn't that sound ridiculous i mean it it does yeah. because it is and so that's kind of you know where i'm at with this case but then you say oh but he killed someone okay he did the the guy wanted him to kill him that way that's what he like the the, the fact of the matter is that guy wanted to die like let's be real and you know he did like you know of course I guess we kind of got lucky in the sense that you know he had a very specific way that he wanted to die but he could have just killed himself and 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 nobody would have would have gotten to eat eat his body you know (laughs) that sounds weird but like you know when you and you know okay so I I will post the um I'll post the interview because it is a really good interview um I will post it um in the description um it's not going to be the first link because the first link is is for the merch but right underneath (laughs) that after you're done buying your shirt go check out the the arm and my this interview because um you know it's it, it's 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 a really good interview but the first thing he opens with is you know basically something along the lines of pretty much you know i i ate a man and he's with me forever now he said that that's <clears throat> right that's, that's, that's kind, of, kind of sweet it's kind of romantic i mean yeah but it's also unhealthy and 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 fucked up and and not the way that you know what I mean? Like, I you can romanticize it, sure, but at the same time, like that dude needs counseling. He all these guys are all these guys are fucked up. Like that's that was the other, like I was just like listening to like both of like the the situation these guys had, and I was like, wow, these guys are fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's yeah. the thing. They're these guys are fucked up. It, and yeah. here's what I thought was crazy too. How about the chick that was like she let this guy babysit her kids? And then was like, oh, he was a good babysitter. I didn't even let him babysit. Like, even post-cannibalism, she still said that she would let this Armin guy, like, watch her kids. Like, that's how good he was. Like, first of all, like, I, you know, we're both parents. Like, we both have to deal with child care. <laughs> I would never hire a dude to watch my kids anyway. Well, like, that's, yeah. Like, but yeah. I have a very specific type of babysitter that I hire for my child. Like, I only make sure that he's he's surrounded by beautiful, busty women. So that of course. He, he grows up to expect such things. Out of only him. the best. Right. Only the best for him. 
would ever hire some weird fucking, you know, I guy mean, that but, wants to chew other dude. But I wouldn't judge. You know what? That's a fucked up thing. I wouldn't judge him for the fact that he was. I don't. He did, he's not a violent guy, Pat. He didn't. He's not a violent oh, person. Fuck that. That's the most. He's that's not. The, why? Why would you feel the need to make excuse? No. Yeah, he did. He cut off someone's dick and ate it. And he didn't because even cook he it. He wanted him to. He was consenting to it. That's the see. That's the whole thing. No, got it. It, it, it makes us consen- different for me. Yeah, but the thing is, is that you. <sighs> yes, you have to have some type of disconnect in order to do that. But the fact of the matter was, was that he still had a moral compass, and he wasn't going to go out and just do this to just anybody. He's not a threat to kids because kids can't consent. Well, one could. Who knows? Who knows? Well, who knows? One could have been like, oh, yeah. I, I, or given me, given know. a long enough timeline, how how his desperation would go. Because remember, this whole thing started with him having this imaginary relationship with a his a, a brother, a younger brother that was You're his right. Age. He definitely could So maybe that. he could be yeah. in the grocery store one day and he sees some young little boy that looks just like the younger brother that he thought he had growing up. And who knows? I mean, hey. I'm a very creative person. I can come up with all kinds of scenarios where this guy ends up eating a nine-year-old. All right, we don't need to go down that road. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you know, on a long enough You're time, right. who knows what the fuck would happen? You're here's, right. Here's it another thing I wanted to bring up. Do you think there's bootleg copies of that video out there? Let's talk about this. Okay, because I guarantee you. My old guitar player has one because he was like one of those dudes that would have all kinds of crazy shit off like E-Bombs World, like the beheading videos. I almost wanted yeah. to call him up and be like, you got a copy of this, Let, right? Let's talk about this because as okay. a matter of fact, this was one of my, again, this is a case I'm extremely familiar with. I'm fucking weird. I, I love these crazy, I like true crime, the weirder and gorier. And, and when did this happen? This was like 2000. 2001. Something. Yeah, it's not that long ago. 2001. So, and again, he recorded all of it from the yes. beginning to the end, everything. Right. Um, so, and, and they showed that, that they showed it in court and um, it fucked a lot of people up. The Armin Mivis tape is considered lost media on the internet. There's a whole archive of lost media. So it's, it, it's exists. They didn't destroy it. They have the evidence, but it's never been released. It's like some of the footage from uh, Columbine also has never been released. Um, even though they have a lot of it. We've only ever gotten the still shots. I don't think we've ever gotten video footage of it. Um, mm. but it's there. You know, there's a lot of this weird lost media out there, and this is this is one of them. Um, so but there are what what we do have, and I've tried to find it. If you know where to find it, uh I, I'd tell you to send it to me, but that would be incriminating myself. Um just, you know, you get the gist. But <laughs> there are screenshots allegedly from the video. And they're not, I mean, they're gruesome. So if you like the crime scene photo stuff and the gore and things, I mean, yeah. I mean, you and that's the, and that's on the surface web. That's not like deep web or anything like that. Like that's, you know, they, they do exist. Um, so it, it is out there, sort of. A guy came forward and shared two more screenshots. So now we have a total of six um, and said that he was uh, part of the investigation or whatever and saw the video. And who knows if that's real. Uh, but allegedly it is, um, you know, and, and shared two more screen grabs from it. So it does exist. Um, but there is also, uh, there's been a couple of, of other media things made on it, not uh, just that that particular thing. I know there's a, there's a movie called Cannibal, which is supposed to be a, a direct recreation from start to finish. The director claims that he saw the video and this was to the best of his knowledge, um, you know, what what happened from him seeing it, allegedly. 
and um also that uh that uh Rammstein song Mind Tile is about this guy. I don't know if you knew that, but uh No, I'm I'm not a not a big German metal fan. I've seen them before. They used to play like festivals in the nineties. No, they're legit. They got, they got a really popular song called Mind Tile and uh Mind Tile literally translate to translates to my part. So, okay. it's, so yeah so you know if you guys don't know the big kicker of this is the whole penis thing like in that interview they talked about like him the penis situation like him cutting off and eating the penis like five times <laughs> it just it, i don't know i guess that's why i thought it was hilarious because it's like okay we we get it we get it he chopped up his penis tried to eat it we get it you know um but anyway so yeah the lost uh the lost media it is out there somewhere talk to your buddy um you know if you think that he's got it uh you know a lot of people on the internet would like to see it um because it's i don't i don't think it would be illegal to possess it's just that you know nobody's been able to recover it yet but it does exist um you know other things i I wanted to note about it um is that uh this is not a joke this is not just something funny that people say it's not an urban myth um armin's now a vegetarian it's I'm, I'm dead serious like i said it's not a joke i'm so i'm very serious he's a vegetarian yeah. um he is an extremely extremely well-behaved uh inmate and as a matter of fact remember i told you i had something big to share with you i'm gonna share yeah. it now armin as of may of 2020 is now part of a prison release program and he gets to leave and go out into like the pump he's in like uh, kind of over here in america we have like halfway houses and so you get like restrictions and stuff like that he's part of that so he can leave and go on walks and things when he leaves they do try to disguise him with like a hat and sunglasses and he does um have two basically uh bodyguards with him prison officials with him um but he's now allowed to to come and go you know i don't think it's like he can just leave whenever i mean obviously he's he's got rules but um yeah he's he's now part of this prison release program and you know he gets to he gets to leave so you know i guess he's done pretty well i mean i suppose they think you know again he's been so forthcoming about the situation and that's how you know like exactly how mentally ill he is is that this is just normal it's just like you and i sitting here talking about his situation you know but he talks about his situation like yeah this happened you know and um you know, but he's, he's, I think, you know, he's been doing the work that he needs to do to kind of make this better, um, I suppose. But again, he doesn't eat meat anymore, which is interesting. Um, but the reason why he was caught was because we never really talked about this was because a year later after, you know, him and Brandis did their thing and, you know, he, he had the meat, uh, you know, up to a year afterwards. That's how the police found out he did it because they showed up and there was all this human meat everywhere um was because he posted another ad on the cannibal cafe looking for somebody else to do it again right which is why i can see why i can see reason for incarceration at least at first because it's obvious that he's continuing to try to do this right he thought it was okay to do it again right and you know I don't know. I, I guess I could, you know, knee-jerk reaction for the police. I mean, there, there's another aspect to this, which is, you know, are we, you know, police don't necessarily have the training to deal with mentally ill people versus, you know, just uh, flat-out criminals, right? His behavior 
speaks more of mental illness than it does like he's not like some criminal mastermind or something and you know it does occupy this gray area that is hard for us to navigate let alone you know your rank and file police officer that just knows you know someone breaks the law you throw him in jail sure so i i get that like you know this guy did it you know they're there to investigate a crime because the guy he was trying to pick up on the message board he admitted that he he had killed this guy and the person he was talking to although (laughs) what was that what was that guy's excuse he was like writing a paper for school or some shit they're always researching something right on these fucking fetish sites oh i was writing a book you know yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah the old p townsend excuse and uh yeah so that was that that was that weirdo's fucking explanation right he admitted right he admitted that he was that he did this to some well actually it wasn't the ad he was saying that he's done this before and then people were were messaging him and that student allegedly was like well how many people have you done this to yeah got into a discussion with him and and got some of the details out of right. him was alarmed by it and let the police know the police search the house they find the false bottom in the freezer with all the human meat in it yeah boom they throw him in jail there really wasn't that much of an investigation because they fire the they find the tape although what right. i thought was interesting was that there i don't know how much investigation was done with this guy that went missing in the first place because it doesn't it sounds like you know nobody missed him or not only that but if you searched his computer and he was in chat rooms talking to this guy i mean you can find uh it sounds i don't know how well this guy did cover in his tracks but maybe no one was really looking for him or they didn't look for him that hard but it's interesting that the missing persons case didn't bring the police anywhere near this guy it was it was him fucking around on the internet you know a year or two later with trying to find his next victim that's what brought the police to his door right you know and right. at that, because at if that he point yeah you throw him in jail if he wouldn't have ever tried it again he would have gotten away with it he well, would have gotten away with it yeah potentially i don't see so, any reason why he wouldn't i mean like you said i mean no but it's not like the investigation was too hot and heavy for for brandis and mean, that's the i think that's the alarming part too is that he did this once and you know you listen to the way that the, the events went down it wasn't you know, like you said yourself like they couldn't have cut it off at first the knife was too dull and then you know they tried to eat it but he burnt it and then the guy just dies in the bathtub and it's just like this kind of weird fucked up thing and he wanted to do it again yeah right you know so obviously there's you know granted it was consensual the first time around and you know how these people on the internet are. They talk a big game online and they show up at your front door and they try to fucking. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, what happens if some dude comes over there and, and doesn't want to take his dick out? Like, I don't know. Like, it could have, shit could have gotten hairy. You, you know? know? <laughs> it, it, well, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, well, that's what the forum was kind of supposed to be about. It was supposed to just be this kind of fantasy talk. But, you know, when you're talking about fantasy talk amongst cannibals. <sighs> well, that's, you know, that's what, what did I was... you expect? That's what always worried me when, um, you know, I would have a partner that would want to engage in like sadomasochistic stuff. You know, I remember someone coming to me once and being like, oh, I want you to, you know, they were, they were telling me about a fantasy they had and they, they wanted to be kind of like roughed up a little bit and they wanted to have like their panties cut off them and me just to kind of forcefully take them and all this stuff. And I was like, you're asking me to, 
you know, I want you to leave yeah. bruises. And I'm like, you're asking me to leave a whole lot of physical evidence behind. Right. I'm, like, I'm going right. to need you to sign something first saying that all of this is consensual. Otherwise, you can very easily walk out of here and walk right into a fucking emergency room and, and my ass could go away for a long time. Right. Um, you know, I mean, that that's anybody. Anybody that when you do this stuff, you need to really kind of, um, you need to really kind of protect yourself because... You know, I don't, and that's what makes some of this shit so crazy that you're going to give so much power and control into like some weirdo person you just met off the internet who you don't know anything about. And, you know, I mean, there, there was a case not too long ago here in Illinois, in Chicago, where like the one of the guys was like a, a UIC professor or something. And they met, he met a guy online and they wanted to kill somebody. And they invited like a third party over to the apartment. And it was like some dude they met off grinder or something. And they just killed the guy just to see if what it would be like. You know, you know? that is always so weird. You know, I think one day we should do a show about people that that kill people together. But not just like like obviously there's like, you know, gang things and stuff like that. I mean like a situation like that, like uh where right. two people two sick individuals like and, and Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Tool, I mean, they come together and just start killing all these fucking like how do you even have that conversation? Like, hey, you ever thought about killing somebody? And they're like, Well, you know, kinda. And they're like, Oh, well, I think about it all the time. We should definitely like we should do this a lot together. Well, and was there was there like a gay relationship between those two? I've seen the movie Henry Portrait of a serial serial killer. Oh, I that's don't... not a good representation at all. Um, no, there was not. There was not a gay okay. relationship between them. Uh, they were just buds. And um, there's another. There's a different uh, duo. I can't remember their names right now. Um, but they were even more brutal, and they would like abduct these women with their van, and like they were fucking awful. Like tortured these women and uh, together. And it's just it's just so weird that, like I said, maybe we'll do a whole you know we'll do a whole thing about it um because you got couples and stuff too i mean you know you got the ken and barbie couple or whatever and her ass is out of prison and you know had has walked free while you know the guys i don't remember their names but um you know carla homolka and whatever the fuck the guy's name was and uh you know but again these people you know the west fred and rosemary west you got these people that find each other and they got this weird obsession with killing people and how the fuck does that even happen can you imagine i've never like I've, in all the relationship I, i've been in I've, i mean I, I guess i don't really want to kill people either but like, that's <laughs> not something that i've ever thought to you know to, maybe i should start like that's a good way to vet who's who's good and who's not just start talking to them like you ever thought about killing somebody i mean i'd probably get the cops called on me in my house raided a couple times a week but <laughs> no knowing the knowing the fucking people that you <laughs> suck into your orbit <laughs> they'd be like you, yeah. You probably they would probably be like anything for you, like okay. <laughs> I would say you'd be you'd be better off having them knock over Seven Elevens, and then just they have Seven Elevens by you, convenience no. stores. Well, right. not, no, not really. Actually, I don't think we do have any Seven Elevens. Convenience stores, whatever gas yeah, stations. Convenience stores, yeah. You would, yeah, that's what you should do. Is you should just like be like, go steal for me, and like, okay. You know, because they kill somebody, you don't get money from that. What do you fucking care? No, and then I get in trouble too. Yeah, exactly. You just uh, have him rob for you. That's a good idea. And then be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't ask them to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a, <laughs> well. Now I can't do it because they said it on the show. But <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically speaking, hypothetically, yeah, I get, yeah. As far as the people finding each other, like I, you're right. I don't, I don't alone 
have the desire to do that stuff. So I wouldn't know how you would go about finding someone else. But I mean, I don't know. You, you get you get groups of dudes that come together and start, form bands. You know what I mean? Where you but have that's three... legal. You're allowed to play music. You're not allowed to kill and rape and torture people. Like that's well, I I'd assume it's the same thing where you have an interest in something. You find like minded individuals that share that interest with you. And then it kind of goes from there. Or maybe it happens organically the first time. Maybe the first time is a crime of necessity or a passion or something like that where it just kind of happens. And the duo survives it. And they say, okay, well, we've done this. Now, how do we do it again? And then inevitably, this actually is a, not a bad plot for a movie now that I'm saying it out loud. But, like, you know, inevitably one person enjoys it more than the other. And somebody wants to pull away and they don't want to because this is something that they're in together. Okay, so you're talking about you're talking about natural born killers. There was that. Yeah, exactly. Because when they (laughs) kill Rodney Dangerfield, like he's a he's banging his daughter and he's a fucking scum. He's a bad guy. Right. Yeah. And and Mickey comes in and, um, you know, kills him and then they go off on the crime spree spree and. (laughs) <laughs> kill the barbarian brothers and then, i need to rewatch that movie that's a good oh, movie man that's one of my favorite it really is it's one of my favorites of course it is um, i've been so. meaning to rewatch the doors movie too i'm a big oliver stone fan and uh obviously and um those <laughs> two of his movies are like some of my like ah, i used to watch those all the fucking time and i probably haven't seen them in like 10 years oh man they're so good well anyway um i like i said maybe we'll, we'll get more in in depth with uh you know people that kill together um, you know, on, an, on a later episode, but uh, as far as you know, this one goes, what, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that Armin should spend the rest of his life in prison? Um, do you think that do you think that Brand is having you know consent to do this made it okay? Did it not make it okay? Why or why not? I mean, what what's your argument here? What do you guys think? Um, you know, I'm curious as to what people think. I think a lot more people are, you know, more willing to free up the space and let Armin walk and let other people that actually are like a danger to others, you know, be in prison. It, but I don't, it doesn't work that way necessarily. Um, but, you know, obviously if you had to pick between, you know, sending Armin to prison for the rest of your life and sending Jeffrey Dahmer to prison for the rest of his life, I mean, who would you pick? I mean, obviously, you know. I think- well, if I had the choice between sending him to some kind of rehab facility versus a jail i would i would definitely well right let's oh gosh yeah let's not even get into how awful prison is and how it doesn't actually help anybody um prison in different countries is different though yeah and i it sounds like he's he's been rehabilitated at least a little bit and that's that's the thing that i think i'm not i'm not debating the desperation and the compulsion that he felt he felt to make him do this in the first place. But I think that the fact that he's been able to go from somebody who had that type of, of fetish or that kind of obsession to someone that's now a vegetarian and completely in control of himself, that shows how easily the brain can be rewired to recover from trauma and dysfunction. Well, right. That's, it shows that he could have stopped this before it got to that point to begin with. Well, it, or, or even if he couldn't done it alone, it could have been stopped. Mm-hmm. It, it might've required, you know, a, a counselor. It might've required a psychiatrist or something, but it could have been done. He wasn't born this way and that's destined to live the, the entirety of his life this way. He had a traumatic childhood that kind of, nudged him towards this path because our you know our traumas and our past kind of define our our 
you know, our, what we, our pleasure centers or whatever, you know what I mean? Like the things yeah. that we're into, but that can be just because, you know, you have that kind of childhood and it leads you into early adulthood where you have these kind of fixations. That doesn't mean that you can't overcome them at some point and then have a vanilla existence. You know what I mean? And I can understand not wanting to have that vanilla existence for saying, look, I'm not hurting anybody. It's fine. You know, but I think his rehabilitation shows that even a guy that was really fucking into eating other dudes was able to kind of overcome that, that kink or whatever. Sure. And, and now he's, you know, and he'll probably never be fucking normal because he's got, now he's got to live with the guilt of what he did. You know what I mean? He ate somebody. I mean, that's not, right. That's something you and I will never do. You know, well, I don't know about Uh, you, but. We'll see what happens after the apocalypse. I might be king of the cannibals. You never know. <laughs> we walk around with a with an infant skull as a fanny pack. I, I, I would do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I would eat somebody. I would do it if, if there was a way. To, for, I, I mean, just even without the apocalypse. Like, if there's a way to get somebody to consent to it. Actually, there's this really weird story. I'm not going to get too much into it. About a guy who had his leg chopped off. And, you know, because he got into an accident or something, he was amputated and he was able to take it home and they actually made it a big deal and they cooked the meat and prepared it and made tacos out of it and ate it. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I would do that. I would. I have no desire. I, I honestly, I don't know if I'll ever become vegetarian, but like, you know, I think that the whole... I don't know. We're omnivores. It's so weird because I pretty much, I, I mean, well, and I know, and you're like, I would never be a vegetarian, but like, I'm a pescatarian. I don't eat red meat, and I would, I would eat a person. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Given the right circumstances, though, you know, if I was there, you know, I would do it. I put weirder shit in my mouth. I guess it's not that big of a deal. Well, on that note, would you guys eat a person? Would you? I'll start a poll. (laughs) And then completely erase it if it starts going in the opposite direction. That's not what happened. (laughs) That's not what happened. Mm -hmm. But if that's what you want to think, that's what happened. No, No, the first poll poll didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. It didn't actually cover what what I wanted to portray. So I just redid it because it wasn't making any sense. It's all good, boo. Don't worry about it. Hmm. You just don't want to, uh, I don't know. You just want to start start some shit. You, no, you want to fight, Pat? No. Oh well. <laughs> I don't want to lose. It'd be very public and embarrassing. <laughs> that's well. That's true. Either one or two, one of two things is going to happen. Either people are going to hate you because you lost to a girl, or they're going to hate you because you beat up a girl. So <laughs> right, it's no win. So I already won. Yay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, well, on that note, um, I don't, I don't think I have anything else to say. You got anything else to say about it? Nope. I don't have anything else to say about it. So, uh, without further ado, guys, we will, uh, see you back here next Wednesday.